welcome to Horror Wars. I'm Amber Brooke, and you can follow me at amber.brooke32 on Instagram. First and foremost, not only is this show about putting OG horror films against their remakes, it's also, as you guessed it, a show about horror movies. With that in mind, please remember there will be some unsavory content discussed. That includes, but is not limited to, nudity, rape, torture, blood, viscera, carnage, violence, and the most controversial thing of all, spoilers. (laughs) But seriously though, there could be anything in between you may get offended about. Just keep that in mind. And secondly, there's a lot of hard to pronounce names out there. Rob and Josh do their best, but they're not trained in how to correctly say all sorts of foreign names. So bear with them. Finally, if none of this bothers you, we've got nothing else to say. So get ready for a battle like no other. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of Horror Wars. I'm Rob. I'm Josh. Hey, you didn't um, laugh. You didn't do anything. You've been doing really good the last few episodes. Like, yeah, it's weird. Yeah, it is. Think back to, what, two, three years of me not being able to just say my fucking name. Right, and just fucking laughing <laughs> no matter what. <laughs> okay, and we are on the Riffing on Horror Network, obviously, as everybody knows. And speaking of the Riffing on Horror Network... Mm. Mm-hmm. Sam Haynes Havoc 2 Electric Boogaloo <laughs> Night of the Living Pumpkin <laughs> was announced yesterday and it will be held on October 29th, 2022 and I've already got a couple um, people that I've talked to for a venue Our, Ooh, okay Oh, yeah um, Dead ass, too Like, dead 100% A uh, lot of things I've already decided to do much differently this year mm-hmm. than we did last year and I'm really, really looking forward to it. I'm excited for the awesome. t-shirts. Oh, yeah. Definitely excited for the <laughs> t-shirts. And it's also going to be in a, a free event, too. Oh, okay. <clears throat> it's going to be a 100% free event. So it's going to be fun. The tradition will live. We're going to be riffing on Halloween 3. Ooh. Uh, uh, what was it? Season of the Witch. Mm-hmm. And then we're also going to be having a showing of the original classic Night of the Living Dead to cap off. Oh, I got chills. Like, seriously, like yeah. my hair standing up. Yes, because Night of the Living Dead is 100% royalty free. So we can play that for everyone and have a nice night, and it'll be awesome. So, Hell yeah. October 29th, it is a Saturday. Uh, we still have to announce times. We still have to announce a couple things, but yeah, that's going to be coming at you in four months. At you, motherfucker. At you, bitch. So, with that, we only have a couple bits of horror news, I guess you could say. Horror news. Horror news. <laughs> uh, today, as we record, um, it is the living legend's birthday himself. Robert motherfucking England. 
Freddy Krueger. I was about to say, for those who don't know, Freddy Krueger. Freddy Krueger, 75 years old. He looks good for his age, bro. Mm Mm-hmm. And we just watched a movie with him in it (laughs) that we'll be talking about later. And let me tell you, Josh is ridiculously giddy about this fucking movie. I've been so excited. When we talked at work, I was like, bro, I can't wait to talk about it. I can't wait to talk about it. Dude, he messaged me for like a solid 30 fucking minutes yesterday and was like, oh, God, this. Oh, God, that. And then I saw him today, gave him a hug as usual. He's like, bro, I can't wait to talk about fucking Hatchet tonight. (laughs) I was like, Jesus fucking Christ. Monster has been created. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So... The other thing that we can talk about, also, you know, happy birthday, Mr. England. Happy birthday, you sir. You are always going to be Freddy. One of the forefathers of one horror. Of the, yeah, one of the one of the four, the Mount Rushmore, Rushmore. of horror. Yeah, absolutely. That's what I meant to say, but I'm stupid. Robert England was also just in the new season of Stranger Things. Yep. Playing a character named Victor. I was? Oh, yeah, shit. Oddly enough. I said, yeah, but I, never, I haven't watched the new season. You yet, haven't so. watched it yet, but there has, it broke the record for, uh, first week watches mm. Netflix doesn't do like what normal people well not normal people normal companies do Netflix you good bro mustaches and mustache oh you got to you got to clip it yeah. yeah i did that last week feels so much better yeah. when you can begin to smell the things you eat 10 when minutes I'm, after you eat it when i can chew on my stash right it's got without go, it's got yeah it's, it's got to go. get snipped yeah full on feel that all the guys that listen to it you damn well know you feel that too mm-hmm. Um, so the Netflix does a weird where they go by hours watched hours. Yes. Okay. So however many hours were put into a TV show, that's where it's going to land on the top. 10. Mm, okay. So stranger things season four debuted with like almost 600 million hours. Holy shit. Watched for one week. Yeah, dude. It, it's number one in that respect. Um, squid games, has like 1.09 or 1.98 billion hours watched. What makes that better? On is the that first week for season two, the creator was like, "I didn't even think I'd get this far. Right. I don't even know what to do. I don't even know what to do." Yeah, he's doing it, but he don't know what the fuck he's doing. I guess. <laughs> so, congratulations to Stranger Things yes. season four, part one. Um, he hasn't watched it yet, so I'm not going to talk spoilers or anything. Probably this Sunday. Whew. Um, when you get to the episode, Dear Billy. The last 20 minutes of that episode are probably going to be some of the most heartbreaking and gut-wrenching things you'll see. That makes me sad. Um, but it's also the most one of the most powerful things I've seen in the last like five years when it comes to television as well. Yeah, I keep hearing good things about it. I need yeah. to watch it. Oh, you definitely have to. Um, another bit of news is that Nev Campbell told fans at Monster Palooza that she's not coming back for Scream 6. Hmm. She basically said that the script did not do Sydney justice and she's not going to be a part of it. I mean, hey. But she's also said that previously. When Scream 5 came out, she was like, I'm not going to do it just to do it. It's not It's not about a payday for me. Sydney means more to me than just a payday. Right. So, and that was um, uh, uh, Laurie Strode, um, Jamie Lee Curtis's yeah. issue with Halloween. Like, if it wasn't going to do... Laurie Strode Justice, she didn't want to do it. And fuck so. off. Right, but Scream 6 is still slated for release on March 31st, 2023. Oh, shit. That's yeah, very close. There's an Arachnophobia remake looming in the distance, which was announced like a couple months ago. Pass. But Josh doesn't like spiders. No. 
but Christopher Landon is now set to write and direct the film for Amblin, Amblin Entertainment and Atomic Monster. That's cool. Yep. He's like, can we please move on very fast from this? <laughs> Creepshow has launched, uh, is going to be launching a five-issue horror anthology comic book series in September. Like with the Crypt Keeper? No, that, that's Crypt Keeper's Tales from the Crypt. Okay. Creepshow is like the ghost spirit thing. That It's still an anthology thing. Oh, okay. But yeah, it, if I'm not mistaken, I think Creepshow... No, Creepshow didn't come first. Tales from the Crypt definitely came first because that was EC Comics back in the 50s and 60s and shit. Um, but yeah, they're going to be having a five-issue comic series for that. So Shudder doing their damn thing with now branching into comics because this is the second comic announcement this week. That's awesome. So, yeah. Um, Ellen Burstyn says she's already filmed her scenes for David Gordon Green's sequel to The Exorcist. That's going to be good. I don't know <laughs> where this is going to fall into timeline. I was about to say, to another fucking timeline. I don't know. I don't know, but uh, I know that I'm getting confused with all these fucking horror movies releasing <laughs> their different timelines yeah. and coming. Because I don't know if this is going to be one of those things like with Texas Chainsaw Massacre and... Um, like the most recent one? Yeah, because the most recent... And Halloween, I don't know if it's yeah. going to be like that where where 3, 4, and 5 and don't the TV exist, show don't exist yeah. now. And this is just a sequel to the original Exorcist from the 70s. I have no idea. Um, but yeah, we're, we're getting that. And speaking of remakes and sequels... <laughs> Scream Factory has announced that they're bringing the first three Child's Play films to 4K in UHD um, in August. Hell yeah, see a creepy doll in higher def. Yeah, absolutely. Can't beat that. Um, I'm going to save that one for last, but there's a Queen Latifah Netflix film coming out. A name I'm sure none of us have heard forever. <laughs> Unless you're a big fan, then. Right. Yeah. Uh, she did do a show recently, I think, for like NBC or CBS or ABC, one of the, one of the anchor no stations. Idea. But I don't know if it did well. Hmm. Uh, yeah. Couldn't um, tell you. But the movie's called End of the Road, and it did receive an R rating for strong, bloody violence. Ooh. Yeah. Rob Zombie also released more pictures from the Munsters hmm. that um, show some of the characters and what they're going to look like. And also, Netflix released some pictures of Jenna Ortega as Wednesday Adams hmm. in the Tim Burton-directed Netflix show that's going to be coming in, I think, next year. Tim Burton, huh? Yes. And then the final bit of news, which is really cool, is Stephen King wrote a sequel to Cujo. Yeah, I don't know how that's going to work. Did it have puppies? I don't know. So it'll come back like Pet but Cemetery. The, the, the novella, because it's not a full-on novel, mm. it's a novella, it's called Rattlesnakes. So, I don't know if it's like rattlesnakes have rabies or what, <laughs> but as he said, Cujo is an ugly book in a lot of ways, and this novella that I've just written is actually a sequel to Cujo. So, yeah, that's going to be fun, I guess. It's going to be weird. <laughs> um, all right, so with that being said, we've got our news out of the way. We've got the Riffing on Horror Network news out of the way. I think it's time to do some horror wars, buddy. Let's get into a little war, huh? Mm. It's time for stats, kills, phantasms, gore, and more. Let's get ready for the war. And obviously, thank you, as always, to Miss Amber for doing that wonderful little intro that she does oh so well, so well. <laughs> just so well. um yeah we we 
Josh just had like a freak out moment while we're recording here because you know we have to stop for every yeah. segment type deal so we found like the perfect area for the mics yep. we found everything that we really like I had gotten um, uh, what are they called I forget they're like mic covers <laughs> covers and yeah so everything's much better than it was two weeks ago so yeah we're we're super duper excited about this yeah just wanted to say that <laughs> All right, so Josh is going to be getting the OG today, and I'm going to just sit here and scroll for him, and he can soothe you with his pretty little voice. Did we even say what we were discussing today? Oh my God, no. Holy shit. Which is even better. So, to start off our horror war, we are actually doing Friday the 13th. Right? Versus Friday Friday the the 13th. 13th. Remake. Um, Remake. 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 No, because... All this was uh, the the um, the lawsuit shit. Oh, so yeah, 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 yeah. This is you're gonna hear it in the um, trivia the facts, the trivia. Okay. Yeah, for mine actually. So, so yeah, we're doing Friday the Thirteenth versus Friday the Thirteenth. Josh has OG, I have remake. And if you're new here, the way this goes is we will give you a nice little rundown of each film. Um, then we're going to score it, you know, each one for what we want, you know, OG remake, and it's going to be acting, directing, writing plot, you know, blah, 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 all that good shit. And this time we can finally use the bottom two. Yeah. In a sense. Yeah, we actually can. Yeah. We get the, um, you guys, full on. You guys get the full score card. You get the today. full scorecard, all 12. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we're going to tell you where to watch the movie, the ratings, everything, you know, this isn't just some. Oh, we're going to just talk. Yeah. No, we actually have a fucking, you know, yeah. thing that we do here. It's been 21 episodes. We've we went back and listened to a lot of them yep. and man, we've evolved so much. Yes, sir. So, anyway, let's bang into this and um Friday the 13th versus Friday the 13th, baby. So, <laughs> the movie name is Friday the 13th. The runtime is an hour and 35 min. The release date <laughs> was, The release date was May 9th, 1980. Wow, so not too long ago. Yeah, really. Uh, 40 years ago. Produced by Sean S. Cunningham. The production company was Georgetown Productions, Inc. The budget was 550000 and at the box office, it made $59.8 million. Holy That's a fuck. lot of fucking money for their, yeah. And this was after um, Halloween, yeah? Yes. Um, yeah. yeah, there's actually, I, I think one of the facts, that if, it, I, if I didn't put it in there, is they deliberately said that they were like, ripping off Halloween 1000% Uh, the screenplay was by Victor Miller and it was directed by Sean S. Cunningham the cinematography was by Barry Abrams Abrams yep I went to Barry like The Flash for some reason oh you were going to say Barry Allen yeah Yeah. okay (laughs) (laughs) edited by uh, Bill Frida Frida and music by Harry Manfredini Manfredini that is an awesome last name man that's a of a last name <laughs> okay where to watch uh currently you're able to watch friday the 13th streaming with subscriptions on paramount plus or for free with ads on pluto tv it is also possible to rent or purchase friday the 13th digitally on amazon video google play movies youtube voodoo microsoft store Redbox, amc on demand apple itunes and direct tv online josh is dancing by the way i'm standing because he prefers to stand now that we have like Mike Arms, and yeah. we actually have, like, a professional fucking setup. Josh is in his whole goddamn glory right <laughs> Yeah, I love now. it. Because 
<laughs> quick backstory when we did like the beta testers yeah. and all that stuff we were not professional by not any stretch of the means even up until just a, about a month ago we weren't professional yeah. like i basically piecemealed the shit that i could get together to do yeah. everything that i've been doing electronically for the last few years and in the last two years with the Riffing on Horror Network, yep. which also I forgot to mention earlier at the top of the show, we just celebrated our two-year anniversary yesterday. Two years, good. Two years, and then we have our one-year anniversary for yes, Horror sir. Wars next month. Anyway, so back to this. Sorry. No, you're good. The ratings, uh, 6.4 out of 10 on Imbadubu. Imbadubu. Uh, 63% on Rotten Tomatoes and 3.1 out of 5 from Letterboxd. <laughs> the plot. Camp counselors are stalked and murdered by an unknown assailant while trying to reopen a summer camp that was the site of a child's drowning in 1957. Oh, here's that related mm. media. Oh, joy. Related media. Friday the 13th, Part 2, 1981. Friday the 13th, Part 3, 1982. Friday the 13th, The Final Chapter, 1984. Friday the 13th, A New Beginning, 1985. Friday the 13th, uh, part, six. part 6, Jason Lives, <laughs> holy shit. Friday the 13th, Part 7, The New Blood. Friday the 13th, Part 8, Jason Takes Manhattan. Fantastic film. I love It gets so much hate, but anyway. Uh, Jason Goes to Hell, The Final Friday, 1993, and Jason X, 2002, and finally, Freddy vs. Jason, right. 2003. Jesus fucking Christ. <sighs> the movie came out, uh, Freddy vs. Jason came out August 15th, 2003. Mine and Brand's first date was August 16th, 2003. Oh, that's cute. Also, it's funny, the final chapter was in 84, and it just continued on. It just on. continued. And also, for everybody that loves Kane Hodder, um, part six is where he became Jason. Okay. Yeah, so six, seven, eight, and nine were Kane Hodder, and then Jason X was Kane Hodder as well, and then Freddy vs. Jason, there was another Jason. So That is yeah. a lot of fucking Jasons. There's, yeah, there was different Jasons for each one, except for like six of the movies. Anyway, so. Trivia. 185 more on Imbadubu. 180 oh fucking God. five I can't wait till it's more. like 500 more on Imbadubu. Right. This is going to be fun for you to say. The movie was filmed at a camp not be Bosco in New Jersey. I think it's no be Bosco. Okay. In what New Jersey. Yep. Sure. Uh, the camp is still in operation and it has a wall of Friday the 13th memorabilia to honor that the movie was set there. That's awesome. Yep. It's actually not that far away from here, like two and a half, maybe three hours ride. I bet you they make fucking bank. Oh, they do. Guys, especially around Halloween. Especially because um, the, the guy that plays the first Jason, um, I think his name is Ari, Ari Lehman. He's in a band called the first Jason and I actually knew part two, right? Okay. Yeah, he's in a band called The First Jason, and they perform there every Friday. That's dope. Yes. That's cool as fuck. And they do like showings of movies. They do all sorts of shit there. That's like, cool. Yeah, that that's that's a definite like bucket list destination for me. Well, maybe if you know Horror Wars blows up or right. whatever, we can. I mean, maybe we can also we to... can also go to Pittsburgh and see the fucking graveyard that um, Night of the Living Dead was filmed in too. That would be fucking sick. Then hit up you know the Field of Dreams for you. All right, so. <laughs> Number two. Number two. Betsy Palmer said that if it were not for the fact that she was in desperate need of a new car, that she never would have accepted the role of Pamela Voorhees. <laughs> in fact, after she read the script, she called the movie a piece of shit. <laughs> uh, over the years, however, Palmer did warm up to the film as it made her more famous than infamous. Nope, that's true. And made appearances at conventions and in documentaries to discuss it. Yep, she really fucking hated that movie. <laughs> <laughs> While most of the cast and crew stayed at a local hotel during filming, some of the most dedicated, including Tom Savini, legend. Yeah, legend. And Tasso and <clears throat> Stavarix. Stavarix, yeah. Stayed in the actual campsite. They had Savini's 
Betamax. Betamax. Holy shit. Yeah. And so then forever. Uh, VCR and only a couple of movies such as Barbella and Marathon Man, respectively 1968 and 1976. Barbarella. Did I say that wrong? Yeah. My bad. It's okay. I never heard of it. So. Well, as Amber says at the beginning of each show, yeah. <laughs> Deal with it. Deal with it. <laughs> on videotape, they keep themselves entertained, so each night they would watch one. To this day, Savini says he can recite those movies by heart. Holy shit. Imagine <laughs> being in the fucking woods and watching only two goddamn <laughs> movies for many, many weeks while recording this movie. Because the camp was closed during filming and situated in the deep New Jersey woods, the cast and crew didn't seek much outside... Didn't see, sorry. Much outside interference, but it turned out they had a very infamous neighbor rock star Lou Reed, who owned a farm nearby. We got to watch Lou Reed play for free right in front of us while we were making the film. Sound man Richard Murphy said he came by the set and we hung out with each other and he was just a really great guy. That's cool. That is cool. Like, I mean... We're all just trying to get rich. That's what they were saying to each other. Literally. I mean, he didn't do anything for Metallica when <laughs> Lou Reed and Metallica had an album, but hey, whatever. Uh, most of the locations and set were already there. The crew only had to build the bathroom set. Oh, That's, shit. That's budgeting, motherfucker. Hell yeah. That is budgeting. <laughs> uh, special effects supervisor Tom Zavini performed the arrow shot that narrowly missed Brenda when she was setting up the archery target. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, Harry Crosby, who played Bill in this movie, is the son of Bing Crosby. I didn't know that one. No. Yep. Uh, Tom Zavini was the first crew member on board for the film because the producers idolized Jesus his special makeup effects in Dawn of the Dead, 1978, which we covered. Which we've already covered, yeah. Uh, Back in the archives. Yes, in the <laughs> archives. Betsy Palmer tells fans that she had has no idea who this character in the hockey mask is since her son Jason drowned in 1957. And that's fucking facts, right? Yeah. Like, but there's the lawsuit, anyway. Uh, composer Harry Manfredini came up with the now classic <laughs> vocals attached to the score. It's his voice as well. Oh. I didn't know that. Yeah, it is. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, the cast, Betsy Palmer as Miss Voorhees, Adrian King as Alice, Harry Crosby as Bill, uh, Janine Taylor as Marcy, L- Laurie Bart- Bartram? Laurie yeah. Bartram. As Brenda, Kevin Bacon Kevin as Jack. Kevin Bacon. Uh, Mark Nelson as Ned, which people don't realize that his, like, jump to stardom wasn't until Footloose, like, right. a couple yeah, of yeah, years yeah. later. Yeah. Uh, where was I? Robbie Morgan. Robbie Morgan as Annie. Peter Brower as Steve Christie. Rex Everhart as the truck driver. Mm, favorite, favorite character. character. Yep. <laughs> uh, Ron Carroll as Sergeant Tierney. Tierney. Yep. I always say that wrong. Walt Gorney as Crazy Ralph. They're Willie all going to die in them woods. Oh, sorry. <laughs> On that little bike. <laughs> uh, Willie Adams as Barry. Deborah S. Hayes as Claudette. Shout out to Dead by Daylight. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sally Ann Golden as Sandy. And Ari Lehman as Jason. Yep. Yep, good old, and it's Ari Lehman. Ari, sorry. Yeah, yeah. All right, so. That was the OG? That was the OG. Josh is now going to do his um, grading and everything. Yeah, while he, while I talk mine. I should have been doing my grading, but I had to scroll, so. (laughs) All right, my movie name is Friday the 13th. Runtime is 1 hour 37 minutes. Release date February 13th, 2009. One day before fucking Valentine's Day. Produced by Sean S. Cunningham, Michael Bay, Andrew Form, and Brad Fuller. I need to be over here. Doesn't make sense if you're just talking. I'm just complete silence. (laughs) Uh, Production companies New Line Cinema, Paramount Pictures, Platinum Dunes, and Crystal Lake Entertainment. The budget was $19 million. Box office was $92.7 million. Screenplay by Damian Shannon and Mark Swift. So the budget was like super duper high, yeah. 
but the box office was like what they got 70 percent extra back about yeah yeah, so I mean, it didn't break a hundred million. It did well, though. But for, it did super well, yeah. For something that's apparently hated so much, right? Directed by Marcus Nispel, which I'm pretty sure was actually like a video director. Yeah, it sounds. Familiar and I think too. this was like one of his first movies that he did. Uh, cinematography was by Daniel C. Pearl, edited by Ken Blackwell, and music by Steve Jablonski. Yep. Currently, you're able to watch Friday the 13th streaming with subscription on Netflix and HBO Max. It is also possible to rent or buy Friday the 13th digitally on Apple iTunes, Amazon Video, Microsoft Store, DirecTV, Redbox, Google Play, Movies, YouTube, Vudu, and AMC On Demand. The ratings on IMDb was 5.5 out of 10, and I'm pretty sure yours won, if I'm not mistaken. I believe so. It was like a 6? Uh, yeah, we can't look at the papers anymore. 6.4 out of 10. Um, and then yours just won all around 26% on Rotten Tomatoes which I don't think it deserved that at all but you know fucking fanboy is going to fanboy yeah. and then 2.5 out of 5 on Letterboxd which I don't think it deserved that either I th- definitely higher definitely opinion. higher uh, the plot is a group of young adults wind up near an <clears> abandoned <throat> summer camp where a series of gruesome murders are said to have taken place back in 1980 the perpetrator was a grieving mother driven insane by the drowning of her child Related media, not applicable due to the long-standing lawsuit. Trivia, only 64 more on Imdibba. Only. And I hate that, that like, the OGs have, like, 200 yeah. fucking things of trivia and the remakes are like, ah. And half of the, like, extra ones on Imdib are usually just, like, they filmed for 14 hours and someone got a right. cold or some, like, lame shit like that. <laughs> now, this one I knew and it was really wild. Uh, number one, the title card for the movie isn't displayed until the end mm-hmm. of the opening segment, nearly 25 minutes into the film. Okay. When I watch this, you know how time feels longer, even right. though it's a short stint? Right. When when he's, like, running to uh, whoever, right. and it does the, the, the title card, Yeah. I was like, holy shit, that's the fucking that's opening? That's the intro. Yeah. Okay. Holy fuck. Uh, which is one of the longest prologues for a harm film ever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, this is something that I, I really kind of want to talk about real quick. Um, with a 42.2 million opening, it had the biggest opening weekend of a horror remake beating out former record holder The Grudge in 2004 at 39.1 million. A couple mil. So, I also realized earlier today, while I was uh, at work, you know, we kind of are doing like a history of horror right now, mm-hmm. but out of order, <laughs> I guess you would say, because... We did the Asian remakes and the Asian movies. Mm-hmm. So now in this era, the horror movie, like American remakes, are starting to flounder. Yeah. Because once the Asian movies started to bomb in like 2006 and mm-hmm. 2007, they started remaking American yeah. horror movies, like with fucking um, The Hills Have Eyes Halloween. and this and that and all that and all that shit. And. Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street, all those got remade. Yep. So, like I said, we're kind of doing like a history of horror yeah. here because they they decided to say, fuck the Japanese ghost stories mm-hmm. now because they suck. We're going to just go back we're and bring it back remake our slashers, our slashers yeah. because slashers. So, yeah, I, I thought it was really interesting that our episodes, and I didn't even fucking plan yeah. that. Like, my Adderall-induced <laughs> mind uh, did that that night, and that's pretty fucking wild. That yeah, that's cool, that. dude. Um... So number three, this film was the first time Paramount had any association with the Friday the 13th series since 1989. Wow. 
Yes. So when um, I think it was Jason Takes Manhattan completely bombed at the theaters, they were like, no, we don't want this anymore. Just take it away. So number four, according to co-writer Damian Shannon, the character of Jason Voorhees was re-envisioned as more territorial, like a hunter. Which I love. Which, oh God, it was so awesome. I love. Yeah. Oh, someone who doesn't kill people at random, but, but will defend his territory from anyone invading it. And this in the most horrible, oh, and this is in the most horrible manner. Director Marcus Nispel similar, similarly claims the film shows new aspect of Jason's personality. Derek Mears says his portrayal of Jason as a survivalist defending his territory is partially inspired, inspired by the character of John Rambo in First Blood 1982. And I love it. Yep, absolutely fucking awesome. This one is one of my favorite facts, mm -hmm. too. Number five, producer Michael Bay walked out in the movie premiere stating that the movie had too much sex. Which is probably why most people hate the film. Which is, But, but the sex scene is so funny. Perfect nipple placement, dude. Yes. One of the best lines. <laughs> oh, your tits are so, so juicy. <laughs> Number six. <laughs> Actress Willa Ford was given 10 days to learn how to wakeboard for her role. She said wakeboarding itself wasn't as nerve-wracking as having to do it topless. Which is weird, because I saw an interview where she said it was liberating, and she loved it. Okay. Okay, but it was, I guess, still nerve-wracking at the beginning of it, maybe? Yeah, I don't know. She's still hot. Anyway. Yeah, very. Number seven. In this movie, Jason wears both the legendary hockey mask and the burlap sack. Although neither of those appeared in the original mm -hmm. Friday the 13th, 1980, the burlap sack was first worn by Jason in Friday the 13th Part 2, 1981, and the hockey mask did not appear until the final third of Friday the 13th Part 3 in 1982. I'm going to interject. You know what? I'm, I'm, I'm going to say now. I love the remake because they did references to the originals, or whatever yep. you want to say it, right. Yep. They didn't make it like just a big thing. Like when he got to the mask, it felt natural of putting right. on the right. mask. Oh, we're going to get to this. Okay. Oh, oh, don't worry. Um, number eight. Richard Burgey wasn't cast, or Burgey, I'm sorry, I don't know which way to pronounce it, wasn't cast as Sheriff Break or Brack until 12 hours before they needed to begin filming his character scenes. Number nine. Adrienne King said the original, oh, Adrian King, star of the original 1980 film, was approached by producers Andrew Form and Brad Fuller to do a cameo appearance during pre-production. A few days later, the producers called her back and told her they didn't want anyone from the original film to appear in the remake. Right. Okay. Number 10. Victor Miller, the screenwriter of the original Friday the 13th in 1980, said the script was written in such a way that it could be deemed a sequel as opposed to a remake, because that meant they could pay him less if the movie qualified as a sequel. This explains why the plot of the film is more of an almigation of the first four films as opposed to a retelling of the original film. Miller took legal action because he felt the script they showed him was more of a remake, but the story he came up with was condensed to the first few minutes of the film. He lost the battle and was paid less. That's shitty. He was surprised later to see the film advertised as a remake. Oh, man. Yeah. So, as you were saying, this movie was really good to me because it did put the first, like, four films yeah. in one. Yep. Because, let's face it, there's there's no plot in Slashers. If there is, it's barely fucking there to begin with. But the fact that they managed to take four mm -hmm. Friday the 13th movies and like squeeze them all in different And not make areas, it feel rushed either. Right, and not make it, it feel rushed. Good. It was It was really good, yeah. So the cast was Jared uh, Padalecki as Clay Miller, Danielle Panabaker as Jenna, Amanda Rigetti as Whitney Miller, Travis Van Winkle as Trent, 
Best character. Aaron Yu as Chewie. Derek Mears as Jason Voorhees. Caleb Guess as young Jason Voorhees. Jonathan Sadowski as Wade. Jillianna Gill as Bree. Ben Feldman as Richie. Arlen Escarpatera as Lawrence. Ryan Hansen as Nolan. Willa Ford as Chelsea. Nick Minnell as Mike America. Olivia as Amanda. Kyle Davis as Donnie. Richard Berge or Burgie as Sheriff Brack. Nana Visitor as Pamela awesome Voorhees. Name. Kathleen Garrett as the voice of Pamela Voorhees. So, yeah, there was a separate person to do the voice rather than just, you know, one person altogether. I guess because of the, um, Jason, your mother loves you. <laughs> mommy wants you to kill for her. Right, Mommy, mommy wants you to kill for her. Um... This is like the easiest scorecard for me. Uh, yeah, lie. definitely for me too. I'm sorry to say. Uh, um, <laughs> well, as we're breaking the curse of not agreeing on most of the things. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I think, dude. I yeah. could be wrong. You never know. I don't know, man. Um, and just for those at home or wherever you are listening to this, we hide our scorecards from each other until yes, we the do. actual. I will say. Um, obviously, due to the nostalgia heads out there, I was taking a look at the poll before we uh, came to record today, and it was like 27 people had voted for OG and like 9 had voted for the remake. Tisk, 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 yes. And I'm usually a nostalgia you're, freak. You're usually a nostalgia freak, yes. So, okay, all right, here we go. We're going to finally reveal our <laughs> answers to each other. Um... All right, acting and or, or acting. What do you give it to, OG or remake? Remake. Remake for me too. Directing, OG or remake? Di uh, I'm, I'm gonna say directing. Uh, remake. I gave it the remake as well. Writing and plot. Remake, remake for me as well. <laughs> the killer. Remake. remake. <laughs> the casting. Remake. Remake. Um, soundtrack. I gave to OG, and that's my nostalgia talking. It's okay. just nice to hear the shriekiness, you know, the shrieky strings and all that right. kind of shit. You know? Okay, so I gave it to remake. Um, <laughs> gore and kills. Remake. Remake. Um, pacing. Remake. Remake because you could fit four fucking yep. movies in one without making it feel without over making the it up. feel. Yep. Time period. Remake. Remake. And the environment. I said OG just because it's like I know people camp, but that kind of camp really feels old school, like the tiny shorts and the. You know, let's spend our whole summer down there, and everyone's just fucking. Uh, I get you. I, I could be wrong, but again, that's just how for I feel. me. I took environment, and I considered it to be like, um, uh, what's the video game that you said earlier? Uh, Dead by Daylight. Dead by Daylight. Like, I took it. You know, just like they said that he's protecting his territory. Okay. So environment for me was like, okay, I'm looking at it through Jason's eyes in this one. Okay. And to me, to me, again, mm -hmm. as if. For those that are just now listening, Josh and I don't argue about our perspectives right. on things. We actually enjoy that, you know, we have different perspectives mm -hmm. on things and we understand. <gasps> Gasp. Oh. Gasp and controversy. Um, so that's 18 for the um, remake. Official yeah. is 18 for the remake and two for, for OJ. OJ. And then um, nudity, I gave the remake. to remake, and then porn remake. remake. Because because the, the remake, remake is kind of porn. porn. <laughs> oh. exactly. The longest sex scene I have seen yet in a fucking horror film. So if we officially officially with the nudity and porn added into it, it's um twenty two to two. That's 
the remake That's decimated crazy. it. So essentially, I think, and and I'm gonna I'm gonna probably assume that you're on the same wavelength as me. The only thing I would prefer is to have like if we could make a perfect Friday the Thirteenth, which is what we always do at this mm-hmm. point, just put Kevin Bacon in the remake. I've, I thought the same. That's it. Like, everything else to me is just like, wow, remake is so much fucking better. You don't realize, like, I get it's a classic, and I'm sorry for all my nostalgia brethren and sisterins and everyone hey, all together. Look, I'm nostalgia as well, but... It, let's let's be real. If you're watching it now, like, not brand fucking new, it's right. not that great of a movie. No, it's not. With you. It's not. It's And the reveal that it's, like, Pamela, and then, like, he appears out of the fucking lake at the end. It's a little weak. It's a weak heart. It's though. it's weak sauce. It is. I mean, it was cool for the eighties. Yeah. Like definitely. But now that you've seen a billion fucking Friday right. the Thirteenth movies, and God forbid you do something different. Yeah. Um. But then I'm gonna probably be backpedaling next week because you know what next week is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But um, nobody else does. But uh, you know, there's that. God forbid you try something different. But I have a purpose for right. my pissed offness. Juicers. Into, right. <laughs> Juicers, baby. So, um, we basically agree that the remake... Oh, far better. Far better, far superior. Just put Kevin Bacon in it. And um, the movie would be perfect. Like, if if Kevin Bacon would have been, like, even in the movie as, like, a dad figure or, (laughs) like, anything, the movie would have been just absolutely fucking rock solid from top to bottom. Agreed. Word. So, alright, man. That means, uh, I think Amber's gonna take it away again. Take it away? How about we take some time to relax? Cozy up book club style for a few minutes and let's have a chat with the Horror Club. And um, just as we're sitting here recording, we actually have some shit. Wait, no, it's right. Okay, we're good. Sorry, sorry, sorry. We have some breaking news and things kind of like got um, kind of weird for a second here. But uh, Nev Campbell has officially revealed that she won't be back as Sydney in the upcoming Scream movie, saying, As a woman, I have to work extremely hard in my career to establish my value, especially when it comes to Scream. I felt the offer that was presented to me did not equate to the value I have brought to the franchise. It's been a very difficult decision to move on. To all my Scream fans, I love you. You've always been so incredibly supportive to me. I'm forever grateful to you and what this franchise has given me over the past 25 years. Oh, shit. Never mind all that. Woo. That's heavy. Um, yeah, and we literally just said at the beginning of the friggin' show, like, she yep. was telling him that it didn't do justice to Sydney. So, um, wow. Yeah, it's that's, crazy. That's fucking heavy. So, I mean, um. Hope no one was uh, expecting her to be in it. Uh, if they were, hey, I mean, look, she's got a point. She's yeah. got to, she's got to get paid too, man. True. And if the script wasn't doing justice and the pay wasn't there, hey, dude, you, look, you got to do what you got to do. It, it is what it is. So let's go from that depressing note, I should say, into a uh, more <laughs> happier note for especially Mr. Josh over here. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's looking at the name right there, baby. So Horror Club, this episode, is Hatchet. And Watch it. I recommend. And um, I'll, I'll do this one, then you can do this, or you can do this, and then this right here, and I'll do that. I'll, I'll, just I'll, do, I'll do Pond Star. I don't care. All right, all right, all right, all right. So the release date for Hatchet was September 7th, 2007. Runtime was 1 hour 33 minutes. The budget was $1.5 million. The box office, not counting DVD, V, yeah. and all that sales, was only 208550 Should have made that's, more. Well, that's because it only had a limited run. Yeah. They weren't capable of actually getting, like, full cinematic run. I think it was only in theaters for, like, two weeks and, like, 
two hundred screens. Or I wonder some shit what like the real, what it made as a series like as a total. Yeah. Um, yeah. While you're reading, I'll probably take a look at that. Uh, production companies were Aeroscope Pictures, Radioactive Film, um, and High Seas Entertainment, produced by Scott Altomare, Sarah Elbert, and Corey Neal. Screenplay was by Adam Green, directed by Adam Green. Cinematography by Will Barat. Edited by Christopher Roth and music by not Andrew Garfield, but Andy Garfield. Andy! Andy. Sorry. And the plot. When a group of tourists on a New Orleans haunted swamp tour find themselves stranded in the wilderness, their evening of fun and spooks turns into a horrific nightmare. The cast. Starring Joel Moore as Ben Schaefer. uh, Tamara Feldman as Mary Beth Dunstan. Dion Richman as Marcus. Mercedes McNabb as Misty Porsche Cooper. Joe Lay, or Joe Lee, however you want to, how you pronounce that. Uh, Fior Eva and T. What the fuck? Help me with that what one. What is this? For Jenna. Oh. Woo. Jolie Fiore Fioravanti. That is a Woo. crazy That's a name. Yeah. Fioravanti. As Jenna. Mm-hmm. Uh, Perry Shen as Sean. Joel Mori as Samuel M. Barrett slash Doug Shapiro. Uh, Patrica Darbo as Shannon Permeto? Permeto? I don't know. Uh, Richard Riley as Jim Permeto. Oh, yeah. The old couple. Mm-hmm, <laughs> Joshua mm-hmm. Leonard as Ainsley Dunstan. Kane Hodder as Victor Crowley and Thomas Crowley. Mm-hmm. Uh, Relay Vanderbilt. Riley. Riley. That is yeah. a crazy way to spell, uh, <laughs> spell it. Uh, Vanderbilt as young Victor Crowley. Robert England. Birthday boy himself. As Samson Dunstan. Let's fucking go. Tony Todd, which yes, surprised the Tony shit. Tony Todd. Candyman. Reverend Zombie. Rever- Reverend Zombie. And John Carl Bichler. 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 Jack Bichler. Cracker. That's yeah, a cool the, name. The fucking dude that was drinking his own piss in the boat. And they gave him the cool name? Yeah. Jack Cracker. Um, It looks like the movie like in total i oh my god i just said like like three times five times and jesus fucking christ okay, oh, I, I, i'm not having word salad over here right it was only like 300 and some thousand huh that's Wait. sad hold on i'm looking at seven million hold on okay oh no seven million is how much it cost to make uh victor crowley so I'm guessing the movie did obviously good enough to have four fucking yeah. mil, uh, films in the series. Victor Crowley. So, anyway, let's let's have some talking points on this movie here. How did you feel about the acting? It was so bad, it was good. Right. It was it was fucking horrible, but it was uh, great. But, like the the cast is so all over the place. We got Robert England, and then we have like we have the the one dude who's from like not another teen movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have, I think Joel Moore is the one from Dodgeball. Uh, he's the he's also Grandma's boy, the fucking yeah, oh my yeah, God. yeah, yeah. Like, and then you have you know Tony Todd. Like, what what is this cast, dude? You have like the C list, and then you got like the top tier, mm-hmm. which is awesome that they give everyone a shot. If you guys haven't seen Shameless, uh, a TV show that's on Netflix, uh, the, one of the characters named Karen, her dad, I forget his name. He's actually the, the porn director that gets his fucking head twisted like yep. 1,080 oh. degrees. Oh, also, hold on real quick. Dion Richmond, the guy that plays Marcus, was in Scream 3. He was in Not Another Teen Movie, The Cosby Show, Sister, yeah, Sister. That's him. Trippin'. Yeah, like, holy shit. He's been, in, like you said, what is this fucking cast? What is, oh, he was also in Van Wilder. Yeah. Huh. 
damn, what is this cast? Yeah, it's so all it, over the fucking porn place. stars and fucking. <laughs> Uh, it, but it's it's a good cast though. It's I a think. good film. Um, the directing, phenomenal. It's great. It was awesome. The writing and plot. I'm telling you, it's not some movie you're gonna go in and say it's a fucking masterpiece. But if right. you can appreciate something so like bad, it's good. You're gonna love the film. I was expecting just to be a shit film, like some crap fucking 40 right. minute horror film. Right. I loved it. Like Rob said earlier, I messaged this man for like 30 yes, minutes. Did. Oh my I God. love this film. Um, I'm, I'm going to read some of the messages just real quick. Just real quick. Hold on. Let me get to you real fast. Cause you know, messenger be booming. Yo, um, there's some pictures that went along with it as well. Uh, <laughs> Hatchet is the greatest film ever made. LOL. This man ripped dude's spine out like fucking sub zero. <laughs> Um, he ripped her fucking head in half. Uh, the head twist dude, he's still yelling with his head twisted, head spun like, and then just imagine the, the scene in Ghost. (laughs) With the the clay. clay. (laughs) I was like, you're so giddy. He goes, I live for over the top shit. (laughs) Um, dude mid spin, just a random splash of blood of the tree and his fucking head is missing, misting like a water spray. Yeah, so the guy that got it, he, he spun his head around and ripped it off. And it's, like, shooting, like, vapor out of his fucking neck. But, <laughs> With the shadow in the yeah, background. But, but, like, in the middle of the head twist, it cuts to just a random tree. And it looks like they threw just meat and, like, spaghetti sauce <laughs> up against the tree. And that was it. Um, my two favorites from this. Uh, I'm going to save the, the my favorite one for last. But just casually gorilla press someone onto the handle of the same fucking shovel. <laughs> now, the, the, the comment before that was... A shovel, Rob. A fucking shovel. Chopped his head off, and it launches like 10 million thousand feet the other way. <laughs> he did. He kicked it straight down, but his head went the other fucking way into the swamp. It made no sense. <laughs> so, yeah, let's say, let's. it's needless to say, Josh loved this I movie. I love this film. And he didn't know that it existed, nope. even though it's been out for, God, almost 20 years now. Yeah. Yeah, it's like 16 years this movie's been out, and Josh is like just now love getting it. to it. I'm, I'm, I'm watching the, sequ- the, the fucking oh, yeah. sequel. The other three, definitely. Killer, Mr. Victor Crowley. Loved him. Brutal right. as fuck for yes. no reason. Dude, when he was just ripping the fucking... When uh, he went up to the old lady and opened her, and jaw, opened her jaw straight up like a fucking Pac-Man, <laughs> I was like, dude, this movie is the best ever. <laughs> and what about the casting? I think we just talked Amazing. about that. Yeah, it's just... You don't even know what the fuck you're watching. You're just like, I... This is great in it, all the best, worst ways possible. It was just, it was a nice relief to go from like watching these intricate plots and all these, you know, big reveals and all the shit. And it right. was just so, just, we're just killing everyone. It's in violence. We don't give a fuck. Just, and it's violence you're not used to. Like, yeah, you'll get your brutal, like, arm break or some right, shit like that. No, not someone getting like, their head twisted. Right. This is, this was seriously awesome. Um, soundtrack obviously was really good. It was good yeah. I love the soundtrack to it. Um, Manson is canceled yeah. now, but yeah. still. The fucking song that they used for mm-hmm. the movie, top notch. I, I, I'm sorry, the gore and kills. Of we course, just talked amazing, about. absolutely fucking amazing. And the pacing, I. It's a little it's slow a little at slow. first, right. but then it gets better. Right. So it, it definitely ramps up. Once they finally get out of like the the tour guide doing his Korean or whatever accent, yeah. and we kind of yeah. get into the swamp. Oh, it's good. Oh yeah. It, and it, and just the twist of them wanting to get away from like the shack, and then it's like. 30 minutes past people die and they're like oh we're right back there in front of his fucking house right exactly let's go in and try, let's go let's go in and try to burn him right right and then just rain just yeah. to save him like right. dude right. 
motherfucker. What a perfect fucking And then the ending, of course. The ending was very Friday the 13th-esque, you know. Um, When everything happens, you're just expecting the scene to kind of continue, but it goes right into the credits. So it wasn't like a surprise like Jason or Sleepaway Camp or something like that. It was like, this is happening, and then we're just going to settle on it for a second (laughs) and then go to credits. They gave us the fucking, what is it, the Soprano or whatever, where he just looks up from the desk and it cuts black. Same shit. Yeah. So, I mean, all Good, around... Fantastic film. All around, uh, out of ten skulls. Ten. I, ten dude, ten I don't skulls. give a fuck what anyone says. It's such a good I know that that shutters thing, we gotta come up with something for, like, our... Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, ten out of ten for you? Yes. All right. I'm, I'm definitely gonna give it an eight out of ten. One thousand percent. Um, I do love the movie. Funny it's enough, really good. In my brain, I thought you were gonna go like eight point five, so I was close. Hey, you were very close. So yeah, that is horror club, horror club for this episode. Josh loves it and is going to be watching the rest of them. I Hell can't. Yeah. I can't wait until you see like three. Oh. Three is where you think this is yeah. ramped up. Yeah, it gets just even more ridiculous at that point. So all right, we're getting ready to go into our list. Everyone loves the top five. What will Rob and Josh be counting down this week? Find out as they discuss the list. So, as Josh said earlier, I did mention to you that we were going to be doing honorable mentions. Mm -hmm. I mentioned it very late. Yes. (laughs) Much, much later than he would have preferred. But I also didn't tell him the list until today either because yesterday for me, which is going to be two days now when this Mm. comes out tomorrow, was a very harrowing day. And I'm not going to get into it. But, um, yeah, so the list this week is the top five slasher films, (laughs) which technically is a top ten slasher film because I'm pretty sure you've got ten as well. Yeah, okay. So then um, fuck what we have down as the ad for this week. It is the top ten slasher films. Our top ten slasher films. So I will let you start off with number ten. Hatchet. Hatchet's number ten? Hatchet's made it, baby. That's such a good film. It is. Very much so. Number 10 for me is Texas Chainsaw Massacre from 2003, the remake. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. Number nine. My autocorrect changed it, but it's, uh, what is it, Terrifier with the Terrifier. clown? Yes. Okay. All right, so that's your number nine. Also super brutal. That's why it's kind of yeah. in there with Hatchet, because yeah, it's, it's just the most goriest shit you could say. Number nine for me is Sleepaway Camp. Good pick. Yes. That's a classic. Thank you. Thank you very much. You think they ever do a remake of that? Um, I hope so. I really do. Just with that weird-ass ending. That ending was super dope, though. Uh, could you do that now, though? Probably not. Because, you know, trans yeah. rights. Yeah, yeah you right. And all that. They could probably make it something like more empowering, but it wouldn't they be a could, horror film, but, really. Unless yeah. they made that, the, um, I can't remember names. Unless they, like, Angela. Towards, uh, unless they changed... I don't fucking know. Yeah, yeah, it would be a lot tougher. It would be a lot tougher nowadays to make that movie. I'm trying to think of an I can. I'm not even a fucking movie director. All right, number eight. Uh, Freddy vs. Jason. Freddy vs. Jason is number eight for you? That's wild because number eight for me is Friday the 13th Part 6, Jason Lives. Oh, shit. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so 
you're probably gonna say like it doesn't count in a sense, but number seven, by the way, yeah, is gonna be actually the first scary movie because to me that is kind of like a horror film. That's it is. that's what I watched before I ever saw Scream. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. you said that. You yeah. said that when uh, we did Scream two weeks ago. Yeah, and yeah. the fact of like the killings and stuff added into it, I was like, okay, right. okay. So no, that's why okay. it's in mine. That's number six for you. Yeah, or no, number seven for you. I'm yeah, sorry. my number seven is Hatchet. Oh well, shit. No. Um, number six. House of a Thousand Corpses. Wow, that's your number six. Mm-hmm. My number six is American Psycho. Good. Okay. Yeah. It's a good <laughs> list, man. <laughs> Thanks. Um, I, I always go by like whatever the first movies are that pop in your mm-hmm. head. That's what I do. Yeah. Then just order those mm-hmm. movies, and that's like what I did. Like I'm, you know. This was my 10 through 6. So now we're going to get into our full-on top five. Top five. Top five. So what's your number five? Now, I'm only saying this because we it's of the, the slasher variety is uh, Happy Death Day. Happy Death Day is definitely there. The sequel. It's comedy. Mm, it's but, horror, but it's pretty great. Uh, yeah. yeah, Happy Death Day. Uh, my number five is Terrifier. Oh, well, there you go. There you go. Uh, <laughs> what is your number four? I was... I don't know if this does fall in the slasher, so if it's not, forgive. Uh, Midnight Meat Train. Midnight Meat Train. That That's one person intending to be killed yeah. with people getting in the way. Okay. Yeah. So, slasher. Midnight Meat Train. Yeah. Um, my number four? Four? That's yes. Four. Number four is Malignant. Ooh. I, I watched <laughs> that not too long ago, too. <laughs> yeah. Number four, Malignant, man. I mean... They killed over 200 fucking people in that movie. Yeah. You're goddamn right it's a fucking slasher. <laughs> and a crazy-ass slasher, too. Um, number three. Ah, number three for me is The Strangers. Hey, dude, Strangers is definitely, definitely up there. 1,000%. I mean, it's not in my top ten. Yeah. But if we were going to do a top 20, Strangers would be in my top 20, for sure. I just remember as a kid seeing that for the first time oh, and then God. never looking out the window like yeah. at nighttime. Oh, fuck that. Yeah. Um, number three for me is the remake of maniac okay yeah okay i think it was fucking amazing so <laughs> and we covered that we covered I, that god i can't remember it we've yeah. covered so fucking much yeah we did all right what's your number two the texas chainsaw massacre oh my number 10 <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic my number two which by now it shouldn't be any surprise what my number two is house of a thousand corpses okay right all right so what's your number one my number one, this is going to be so far left field probably for most, Jason X. <laughs> I fucking love Jason X. That, again, might be shit. It is one of my favorite Jason You want to do some pot and have some sex? The, fucking sleeping bags. The weird, like, nipple twisting shit. Yes, but, like, yes. bro, when he freezes her head in, like, nitrogen or whatever and... <laughs> It's so good, but so bad. His metallic outfit, I love it. I don't give a fuck. If you don't like the movie, I don't care. Uh, send hate love mail it. to uh, yeah. Horror Wars Podcast. Love it. Com. Love Jason X. <laughs> and come on, if you guys don't know what number one is for me by now, then you don't deserve to listen to this podcast. Can I just take a guess? Go ahead. Is it Scream? Oh, it's fucking it's scream, scream, baby. <laughs> I knew it. As soon as you said Top Slashers, I was like, Rob's is fucking Scream. 100%. It's, it's one billion percent Scream. I will always suck this movie's dick. I will ride it into fucking hell. I will deep throat that motherfucker for the rest of my hey, life why not? because it's your favorite. It's my favorite. There's no amount of 
perfection to me other than that because it's got the right amount of violence, the right amount of mystery, the right amount of sarcasm. The meta jokes the about. The meta jokes horror. about, yeah, and then just everything. Like I said, the only part of it that, to me that drags is the little house party scene yeah. before we get to the end. So, yeah, Scream is definitely my number one. Um, how about you guys and gals? What's your top five, top ten slasher film? Let us know. Let us know. Take it by Amber. But I don't feel like smiling. Do you have something you want to say about the show? Something you want to ask about the show? Anything horror in general? Well, it's time to talk to the people. Alright, so here we are in the final segment of episode number 21. It's the final segment. (laughs) Please don't sue us. (laughs) Anyway, so we've got a lot of fucking questions and comments this week, man. If you have to, just cut that out. Um, We're not. Okay. Fuck that. It was was less than 10 seconds. And it wasn't even the real song. And it wasn't even, we literally riffed it. Yeah. Right. Suck my dick. <laughs> Suck my big fat dick. <laughs> so, so the first one, uh, the first question today is actually like the newest question. Like I, like I have seconds a whole ago. Out, like seconds ago type shit. Yeah. <laughs> Tiffany Kent said, what's the criteria considered to be a slasher? She'd like to hear other people's opinions on it. Hmm. So what do you, what is your criteria for a slasher? You know, honestly, some kind of mask. I've noticed that with a lot of slashers, you don't normally just get the the person. Like bloody, like there's always the reveal at the end of the mm-hmm. face. So the criteria is you got to have some kind of. Um, oh my goodness, I can't think of the word. Uh, like a, a rememberable mask, like a Jason, like the hockey mask right, or the you right. know that kind of shit. It can't just be some plain Jane, like someone puts a fucking paper bag over their head. Like what's right. from the, what's from um, Crypt TV, the one with the, the pumpkin headed kid. Crypt TV. Oh, is that the uh, Crypt TV series? It's like the, oh, the little kid. Trick or treat. Trick or treat. There you Sam. go. There you oh go. Yeah, yeah, he had his mask, yeah. but he had his face. Right. And then of course you have to have your final girl or hell. The, I would like to see a final guy survivor. You know what I mean? Yeah. Instead of like the big heroic sacrifice for the the final girl, and then you just kind of gotta have you know everyone die along the way. Right. But see, I I would like the criteria to be that like not an every single slasher, but maybe everyone dies and the you know like a Jason gets away instead of them like hitting his fucking head off with a bat and then he comes back <laughs> in the next movie. <laughs> no, I definitely definitely agree. Um. For me, I think um, criteria for a slasher would definitely be kind of what Lewis says later on. You know, there's there's two tiers. I don't necessarily think that there has to be a mask for it to be slasher. Like, take Maniac, for instance. Okay. That wasn't a mask, but it was definitely a slasher. Mm. Um, it was more of a true crime slasher. Mm. Like, I think that there's definitely subdivisions right. of slasher. Of course, yeah. You know, um... So Maniac would fall in more of like a true crime Mm -hmm. uh, thing. I think that, you know, Halloween is that singular entity going after one person and will kill anything that gets in their way. Okay. You know, that's also a slasher, but hey, there's a mask. Right. Um, And then there's the, I'm going to just do whatever the fuck I want to do slasher that's, you know, I don't have a rhyme or reason for killing. I'm just going to kill. 
And then, of course, to me, there's also, like, the I'm possessed by something, so I'm yeah. gonna kill. Or uh, just brutal... Right. Like, hurt themselves. To me, times. To me, a slasher is one or two, because Scream, mm-hmm. you know, definitely solidified that. One or two people going after either a singular person or a group of people mm-hmm. or whatever they want to do. Right. Okay. Like, that's... As long as you have a primary killer that's killing other people, Dead by Daylight, that's a slasher. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sure. Um, now, I don't consider supernatural movies to be slashers. Like, The Grudge is not a slasher. Yeah. Even though they get twisted and mm. contorted and they get killed, you know, The Grudge, The Ring, all those type of it, movies are not slashers. Yeah, they're, they're just supernatural movies. Yeah, they're more of, like, towards the jump scares. Because most right. of the time you don't really get, like, someone hunting them down with a knife unless, like, it's, of course, the, the end where, like, the main character would get possessed and start to run at someone with a knife and then they do their big chant and now they're unpossessed. Right. So, no, I, I 100% agree with that. Oh, also, I was wrong. Um, earlier, Kane Hodder didn't start as Jason until part seven. CJ Graham was the Jason in Friday the 13th, part six. Oh, well, sure. Yeah. So I kind of find it funny that we're sitting here looking at all these different, like, Jason masks and all mm-hmm. this stuff right now. But this is the picture that they used for the 2009 Friday mm-hmm. the 13th, but it looks like Kane Hodder's face. Yeah. Like, the Jason mask itself looks like Kane Hodder's face, even though that was not Kane Hodder playing, playing Jason. That was um, Derek Mears, who played him. Oh, shit. So, Ari Lehman was Jason in 1980. Oh, wait, you know, I'm kind of getting ahead of myself here with this. Um, Amber actually said, who is your favorite Jason? And then Neo Zodiac, Josh, said, who is your favorite Jason? Why is it Kane Hodder? (laughs) So, I'm kind of combining both of those. Okay. So, you've got Ari Lehman um, as Jason... You know, the kid. Warrington Gillette as Jason in part two. Richard Brooker in part three. Ted White in the final chapter. C.J. Graham in part six. Kane Hodder in seven, eight, nine, and ten. Um, Ken Kersinger in Freddy vs. Jason. And Derek Mears in the 2009 remake. So out of all of those, who would probably be your favorite? I have a tie. Okay. Kane Hodder. Mm-hmm. And Derek Mears. Derek Just Mears. because of how he, his portrayal and having it to where Jason was smart and a hunter. Yes. Now, what people don't realize is that Jason is just disfigured. He's not dumb. Right. right. He's not. Absolutely so, not fucking dumb. That's that's kind of another reason going back a little bit to the war section is why I like the remake so much. is right. because they, they kind of showed that he's got more brains than just walking forward slowly. Right. And imagine that motherfucker running at you with an axe. Right. That he's not a fucking deadite. Yeah. Like they... Yeah. Kind of did in uh, part nine. Yeah. Um, for me, I think I'm actually going to go the same way. Although I do love CJ Graham's Jason in Jason mm. Lives. Uh, we only get one person kind of portraying Jason in every movie up until Kane Hodder took yeah. over. So realistically, if you don't go at Kane Hodder, like, no. y- you don't have anything else to base off of. And he just, he's just a stocky ass yeah, dude. Yeah, like, exactly. Again, people hate Jason X, but him with that gear on, he looked like a fucking bodybuilder. Or a shit brick house, yeah. like you said yeah. um, about um, Tyler Maine. Yep. For even though, even though Kane Hodder doesn't have the stature yeah. mm-hmm. of Tyler Maine, he's still yeah. got that. He's got like, a like, domineering shit. You know, but I think I, that's why I like CJ Graham and Derek Mears because they're the tall. Yeah. Um, Jason and CJ Graham 
kind of has like a stockiness yeah. of uh, Kane Hodder, but he's taller. And Derek Mears, though he doesn't have the stocky stockiness, but he's still got he's just like, a big boy. He's just a big boy. So I will definitely go Kane Hodder and Derek Mears as a tie, but with CJ Graham thrown like in just there. there, just there, because right. CJ Graham and Derek Mears are very similar to me in their mm-hmm. stature. The, I think the only reason why Derek Mears wins is because, like you said, he's got that um, survivalist. Yeah, he's got that you know stuff it. about it. Um, Neo said, "Why do you feel so many people hate the remake?" The, probably the sex scene. The and the, that the sex scene and the nostalgia. The nostalgia. The, probably, people probably don't like them adding in the four movies. People right. probably don't like the fact he can run. Right. They just want to have him stand still and then walk really slow and menacingly. Somehow just... walk as quickly as you do. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And, and I get it. You know, nostalgia usually wins nine times out of ten. Right. Even if it's not exactly how you remember it. But sometimes you got to give the newer stuff its, it's props, and right. the remake deserves its props. The remake definitely does. Um, Neo said, what did you think about Kane's acting outside of the makeup in Hatchet? Because remember, he was the father as well. <laughs> it was all right. I mean, it, it pretty much matched the rest of the cast. Right. When it wasn't the big-time AAA stars, it all kind of matched, which was nice, because it yeah. felt kind of like almost an indie horror film compared right. to something that was you know, a big production. Right. So. I agree. Kane Hodder, he's he's always good. Right. You know, is he the greatest actor? No, he's not the greatest right. actor. He does silent brooding very well. And even when he was portraying the father, he was still silent. Like, yeah. I, I don't remember hearing him say a damn word. But think... Or maybe he did say one. I like think he might have like called his name or something. Right. Like he hit him in the fucking face, in the face with an axe. axe. Yeah, a hatchet. A hatchet axe. <laughs> so yeah, Kane Hodder did well. I mean, I don't. I don't have any complaints about yeah. him. Complaints, not complaints. Jesus. Whatever. Um, Joshua Graves said, "I just really want. I just want to say that I really like the remake." Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It doesn't get wrong with that. any any credit. It it gets shit on a lot, and like Josh just said, there's there's nothing wrong with liking the remake at all, especially for this. It was really good. Yep. Um, this is a interaction between myself and my child, <laughs> Corth Junior the third. Corth Junior the third. He goes, "Is Hatchet the movie about Lizzie Borden?" Me, no. LOL. Him. Well, I've got nothing. Adding into it all there, Corey. But hey. He he kind of yeah. Lizzie Borden took an yeah, axe. True. He, at least he remembered Lizzie Borden out okay, of it. I'll so take I it back. Give him credit on that at least. Um, Rose said, which is Corey's girlfriend. In your opinion, what would be the best kills in each Friday the Thirteenth, either the OG or the remake? For me, OG Kevin Bacon. Yep. That is some brutal shit. Yep, Just an arrow through the neck. Absolutely, arrow through the neck. And it wasn't yep. even shot. Like, dug through, like, pushed through the back of his yep. head out. And then they had to fucking do the yeah. whole funnel thing. And Bro, the fact yes. that he blew into the thing so hard, it made that, like, jet of blood. Jet of blood. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, you can't, there's, yeah. there's no better kill in the original Friday. The and then, um, it's the axe kill, where he... What does he do? He hits him in the back, and then like he kicks it, and it goes through oh, the fucking chest. The chest. Yeah, love it. That's the brutalest in the fuck. fucking remake. Yes, yeah. I we definitely agree on yeah. kills with that one. Yeah, dude, because when you can have that level of brutality and just like fucking boom and then boom yep. that quick, yeah, fuck out of here. You would dude. never expect that from a Jason film. Seriously, because no, it's normally just like a stab to the gut or yeah, a headshot something like that, or, or something. Bang somebody up against the right. tree with a sleeping bag or wait. Was the remake? Am I, am I confusing Hatchet or um, the remake where someone gets picked up and slammed into a fucking um, a tombstone? I think it was actually the remake. <laughs> and it, that's that's two. That was so yeah. fucking good. Yeah. Holy shit. All right. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Michelle said, what horror movie did you expect to hate but ended up uh, being a favorite? Hatchet. Now, Right. Oh, you really thought you were going to hate Hatchet? I thought, I, I thought it was just going to be some crap beef flick fucking... Okay. Just like, like s- similar to Friday the 13th. Like Hatchet. Amber said, you know, Hatchet is such a ripoff. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Loved it. So, um, also, let's go back. Uh, but for me, I can say... Uh, hmm. I want to say Dawn of the Dead, actually, for me. Original or remake? The remake. Because I really enjoyed the OG, mm-hmm. as you can hear in the archives. But when the remake came out, I was like, there's no way in hell that yeah. this is actually better. Holy shit, is this better? Wow, this is yeah. better. It's just one of those things. Like, I mean, I knew I was going to like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I knew I was going to like Evil Dead, you know, the remakes and all that. But Also for me, Sinister. I didn't think Sinister. I would like I didn't think I would Sinister like it. Sinister is definitely one of those movies. Because, like, I went in there thinking it was going to be, like... Nine millimeter yep. or apt pupil yep. or something like that, where it was just like, oh, they're using the fucking videotape yep. trope. Yep. And lo and behold, oh my fucking god. That's good. And there's a there is a sequel. I know I've seen the sequel to Sinister, right? Yeah, there's just... a sequel, and it's chode. It's, yeah. It's, it's it's it sucks. Um. We need a remake. <laughs> yeah, we need a remake of the sequel because yeah. we don't need a remake of the original. We need a remake of the sequel. Yep. Um. Amber said, "What is your least favorite Friday the Thirteenth movie?" And then, as I said earlier, also Hatchet is such a ripoff of Friday the Thirteenth. I'm honestly gonna say the first one is not. I, I don't like. I don't like the first. The least favorite one for me is probably going to be the one where Corey Feldman was like pretending to be Jason and Wait. there was it was weird and he shaved his head bald. Yeah, that one yeah, okay. That yeah. one was fucking stupid. Um a lot of people hate Roy, the guy that was the ambulance driver <laughs> that um just like became Jason. I think it was like number 5 or something. Yeah. I don't know or or I might even be thinking of the same fucking movie. I don't know, but I just know that that movie was good. I liked Roy as Jason. Like, it was fine. But the whole Corey Feldman, like, going insane and yeah, shaving. and it was, it was weird. If that is the same movie, I might be think, confusing four and five. Yeah, I, I'm confused. Like, I know what you're talking about, but I right. can't remember. It's because been so long. the weird thing is, if you go back and watch all the Friday the 13th movies, they all interconnect. Yeah. Number one ends and number two picks up right with it. Number three picks up right after number two. Number four picks up after number three. Like, they are all bang, bang, bang. Um, I think six is the only one that's like eight months later or some shit like that because he got fucking... Or no, seven was when he got electrocuted back to life. Because six, they drowned his ass. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, there's too many fucking Friday the 13th movies. (laughs) Um, Okay, so... All right. We've got from Lewis here. It's kind of a lengthy question, but basically, it's what type of slasher do you prefer? The and I'm and I'm paraphrasing Lewis. I'm sorry, but it's like almost like a three paragraph question here. I'm going to break it down because he actually did break it down yeah. in his question. But basically, it's do you prefer the slasher type where it's just over the top gore? The slasher is going to kill whatever the fucking slasher wants, and that's that. Or do you prefer the slasher to have a singular thing that he's going after, but just things keep getting in the fucking way of him going after the singular thing? I love brutality. Right. If it's a horror film like Hatchet, give me, give me. Even if right. it's high quality AAA production company, because like that, love yeah. it. 
Right. I'm so over the, the the stalking and the one person and then just stabbing someone because it's like, hey, buddy, you can't be walking around here. Yeah. And then he, he just yeah. takes on like a fucking crowd of people and then he stabs them all. Right. And then moves on. Um, but I will say the only one that I feel still does that. But then again, I mean, we haven't seen a Friday the 13th movie in a long time either. True. So we don't know what they're going to plan on for the return of that franchise. Besides like the little shorts you can find on YouTube. Right. Which I do Jason stuff. Well, those are all like fan made yeah. shit. Uh, exactly. There are, uh, speaking of fan made, you know, Vengeance 2 starring uh, Amber mm-hmm. Brooke is going to be coming out in a couple months. Yep. So be on the lookout for that. That's a fan made Jason film. Um, that's Vengeance 1 was pretty good uh, Don't Hike Alone mm-hmm. was really good um, but anyway yeah so I think I agree with you with the over the top slasher I prefer just like running and gunning yep. and whoever whoever gets killed gets killed yep. fuck them they were in the wrong place wrong yep. time motherfucker so I would definitely take a Friday the 13th type slasher over a Michael Myers yeah, type slasher agreed. because that's basically kind of what yep. he's boiling it down to um do I still have love for those movies? Absolutely, sure, yeah. But um, if I'm going to sit there for an hour and a half, I want to fucking... But then again, we got to take like Halloween Kills and the Rob Zombie Halloween remake. No. Those are just absolutely fucking brutal fest. And no. yeah, he's still going after Laurie Strode, right. but Jesus fucking Christ, that's brutality at their finest right Yeah, I was going right to say, there. brutality was done right, just the movie was, the rest was... Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, the final thing that we would like to say today, it came from Gia, and she said, I have no questions. I just know you're going to rock it out. The show is awesome, and I love it. So, we're going to leave that on a, on a positive note. Well, thank you. Yes. So... With that being said, um, we'll be back in two weeks. Yep. We'll be continuing the juicers. Another juicer, of course. Another one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, obviously, you know, on um, Monday, early in the morning, as usual, I'll be releasing the uh, reveal of the episode, and then, not this Monday, but next yeah. Monday, and then you guys will be able to ask questions and talk some shit and oh there's going to be a lot of shit talking for the next episode maybe a lot of rage a lot of rage Um, so for the Riffing on Horror Network and Horror Wars I'm Rob I'm Josh and we will see you in two weeks thanks for uh, listening see you in two weeks bye bye oh yeah my butt please like us follow us and share us all over social media We love you, and we'll see you next time. Oh, wait, before I go, if you have anything you'd like to say about the show, ask the guys, or just chat horror, touch base with them at their email, horrorwarspodcast at gmail.com, or hit them up on Instagram, horrorwarspodcast. Again, I'm Amber Brooke, and don't forget to follow me, too. Until next time, continue keeping it classy with a dash of slashy. Bye!